Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Hi, my name's Ren, and my best friend Drac is a vampire. Oh, but before you freak out, let me explain. Drac isn't like other vampires. He doesn't thirst for blood. He thirsts for knowledge. Each week, we hop into the coffin of curiosity for a spectacular adventure to learn about everything and anything, from how the sun works to why we burp. We have lots of fun, so join us. I promise that the only thing Drac will drink up is information, okay? Worst case scenario, he squirts you with some sunscreen. Search for Drac on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts for the ride of your life. Hello again, R.L. Stein Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host and keeper of those strange and spooky tales from the hidden vault of R.L. Stein. Today is another chilling tale. This spirited tale, Story Club members, might make you wonder what goes bump in the night. It's one I call Ghosted. Hi, my name is Luna Danvers, and I'm a ghost. I haunt a house at the end of 1213 Juniper Tree Lane. It's a cute little two-story country house that sits at a dead end near a patch of leafy woods where deer, pheasants, and quail like to roam. I often watch and sometimes interact with them. For some reason, animals are aware of me when people are not. It's been pretty lonely in the house. I died of pneumonia in the early part of the 20th century when the house was brand new. My family moved away after that. I didn't cross over to the other side. I wanted to stay behind. I loved this house and never wanted to leave. My father had built it special for my mother and me. There was a new family who lived here for decades, which, for a ghost like me, seems only like a few months. They were called the Summerlins. The Summerlins were a nice couple who had a collection of cats that I played with over the years. One of my favorite felines was Bobby Joe, a brown Manx cat that had a puffy tail and kind of ran like a rabbit. I loved her so much, but she's long passed on. After Mr. Summerlin died, he didn't become a ghost like me. He passed on to the other side. Mrs. Summerlin grew too old to live alone and was moved to an assisted living home. The country house at the end of Juniper Tree Lane has stood empty for a long, long time since then. I've endlessly wandered its stairwells, hallways, attics, and cellar, but what good is a haunted house if there's nobody to haunt? Let's face it, ghosts need people to be ghosts, otherwise we're nothing, literally. Then, one day, a realtor came out and slapped a sold sticker across the weathered faded for sale sign. Soon after that, a family of three moved into the house. They were named the Belichicks. There was Jack, the father, Nancy, the mother, and Matthew, their son. Matt, as he liked to be called, was around 10 years old, just like me. Finally, I had somebody to play with and share secrets with about the place. Matt slept in my old room. I didn't want to scare him. I know ghosts can be scary from all the ghost stories my parents used to read to me before bed. So I would write little messages on the dusty table like, hello. At first, of course, Matt was a little freaked out, but then he finally wrote back, hello. I then started asking him questions like how he was. He would always answer back with a stroke of his index finger in the dust. Then, one day, I finally decided to appear to him. It takes a lot of energy for a ghost to manifest, but I did it. 
Matthew's eyes lit up, and I was afraid he'd be scared, but he said he wasn't. He said he had felt me being around. So we started having long chats, and I told him about the entire house and all the things that had gone on in its history. One day, his father caught him talking to me. He got mad and said, Stop talking to imaginary friends, Matt. You're too old for that. Matt was pretty sad his father didn't believe him when he said he was talking to a ghost. So, we had a chat in secret after that, usually after Matt went to bed. I would tell him stories, and he would read me stories too. I didn't have any access to books. Sometimes we'd even watch television together. That was pretty fun. Then, one day, Jack Belichick got sick. So sick that he had to go to the hospital. He lost his job, and all the money they had went to paying his hospital bills. They were gonna have to sell the house and move away. I would never see Matt again. One thing I never shared with Matt was that Mr. Summerlin used to go to the horse races in town. He was a gambling man who seemed to have a streak of luck. The Summerlins never did anything with their money, and he didn't trust banks to keep his money in it, so he kept it in a trunk hidden behind a wall in the cellar. After Mr. Summerlin grew elderly, they forgot about the money. I told Matt exactly where it was. Then, one day, Matt dug out the trunk. There were hundreds of thousands of dollars in there. He showed his mom, who started crying because she was so happy. She didn't want to move, either. Later, when they used the money to pay off the mortgage and own the house, as well as cover the hospital bills, Jack Belichick asked how his son discovered the money. Well, remember the ghost Luna Danvers that you told me not to talk to anymore, Dad? Matt said. His father smiled and finally admitted he was wrong. Matt could talk to any ghost he wanted to. So, that's how I went from being a lonely ghost to having a happy family under one roof. Later, Mr. and Mrs. Belichick accepted me into their home, even inviting me to dinner. I don't eat anything, of course, but I was happy to be included. Humans might not need ghosts as much as ghosts need humans, but who's to say? Aw, that was such a sweet story. I totally get the loneliness that Luna Danvers felt, though. Growing up as a monster kid who loved scary things, I was kind of an outcast, so I understand that part. But after I met my friends Autumn and Willow and then adopted my dog Spike and Renfield, I had my own little family. Creepy horror podcast hosts need love, too. <laughs> and we also need constant inspiration. That's why I listen to the rest of the Go Kid Go network when I'm not working. Seriously, there are so many adventures to enjoy with Go Kid Go, like Bobby Wonder, about a 10-year-old alien who has to protect the town of Pflugerville from villainous Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn inventing all sorts of cool stuff with her mechanical pygmy goat, Kapow, and Martha and Waffle being totally hilarious nitwits in the underground world of Flusville. Go Kid Go even has an underwater adventure show called Whale of a Tale about the brother and sister exploring team Atlas and Xavier who live in a submarine shaped like a whale. So join me in searching for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Flusville, and Whale of a Tale wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, I'll meet you back here tomorrow for another R.L. Stein Story Club tale, beloved listeners. Ivy out! Go Kid Go! Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. 
These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.